and pop in whenever you get here, right? I'm going to stay on this fucking, because I don't know how to get back in this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. Well, I'll tell you what. You take your time driving. Amelia and I are going to mm-hmm. sign off here. Go ahead. Um, we're not going anywhere, sir. We're not don't... going anywhere. <laughs> I'll sign I'm off. I'm, go, I'm, I'm trying not to go anywhere. These roads are icy. Woo, baby. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna handle everything from our end. All right. Take care, Charlie. We'll be right back. Okay, baby. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's 4 p.m. in Los Angeles. It's 3 p.m. in Anchorage, Alaska. And in New York City at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog Scipio. Welcome to What's the Buzz. I'm joined each and every week by the mouth of the South, Amelia, the pit bull. <laughs> How you doing, Amelia? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. We're also joined by our dear, dear friend, Charlie Thunderfoot Nars. How you doing, brother? I'm driving up here in Red Lake Reservation, northern Minnesota, on Pier Ice Roads. And I'll be home in a minute here. I hope I didn't go too fucking far. And miss That's all house. good. God damn, I sure did. Fuck. Oh, no, be careful. That's <laughs> yeah, bad, out, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> We're you three minutes into this. the show, and Charlie dropped an F bomb. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I forgot. No, no, it's you know how we roll around here. It's all good. All good. Yeah, but yeah, my <laughs> um, mom gets mad at me. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I got. I want to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben a, done that. We have a, a really, really interesting show. We've gotten a lot of requests uh-uh. from people who want to see, like, the uh, you know, out of this world kind of stuff, and like literally tonight. Strange and unusual. We're going to do an out of the yeah. It's like <laughs> you don't get more out of the world than this. We are going to venture back to 1947, July 8th, 1947, when something uh, very unusual happened. A guy named William Braswell, they call him Mac, Mac Braswell, discovered some wreckage on his farm. He had a pretty sizable cattle farm in Roswell. And and Mac Brazel went out and he found all of this kind of debris. So he gathers a bunch of it up and he takes it to the local sheriff and says, hey, sheriff, you know, I got all this stuff, but, you know, found all this stuff on my property, you know, and there's, and there's a lot more where this came from. Um, you know, here, you want to take a look at this and, and maybe come out to the farm, see what's going on. So they go back, and little did they know at the time, but Matt Braswell would discover a hell of a lot more wreckage, a big piece of wreckage, in fact, 
um, resembling what people might all call these days a flying saucer. Um, you know, the, uh, the word went out very quickly that Mac Braswell had found the flying saucer and everybody started talking. Well, when people start talking, Amelia, what happens? And the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it starts to change into more and more. Oh possible. boy, did it! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, did it! And the government got involved. And so, anytime you got a story that's that big and people are talking, the government wants to know, well, what the hell is going on out there? So let's exactly. find out. Um, this is the story of what has been called the Roswell incident. Now. It's interesting how the narrative seems to change from time to time. We seem to be going back to the way it used to be. It started off being called the Roswell crash. And then the government got involved and they called it the Roswell incident or what they call the weather balloon incident. We'll come to find out all these years later they lied to us. It wasn't a weather balloon. It was, in fact, what they said it was, was a UFO crash. A crash of some unknown origin, okay? Well, now we're going back to the term the Roswell incident and finding now more truth in the story than lie. So... Let's talk about this. Amelia, you were um, uh, excited when we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. What is it about the UFO story here that uh, piqued your interest? Well, I was excited because I've always thought for a long time that there's been other people, you know, from other planets in this world. Because to me, you know, is Egyptian writing and things like that. I know that it's come be before Egypt because I feel to me that they learned from aliens, you know, that you don't just see hieroglyphic, you know, writing on pyramids. I think they learned it from somewhere else and the geography, the geology, how else would we have learned that? Somebody had to have taught somebody for us to learn all that math. We could not well, just pick it up Well, that does make here. sense. It sure you does know. make sense. Um, it's interesting, though, uh, mm -hmm. and to the point you make, um, people are fascinated with the unknown. Exactly. And I think the, the, the crux of the Roswell story, mm -hmm. even to this day, is largely unknown because the story has changed. It's evolved as the government got more in, involved in it it became more and more about a weather balloon and less and less about a flying saucer because the government thinks everybody's fucking stupid. Exactly. Okay. And that shouldn't because be nobody right. Nobody knows anything. The government's the only thing that, that they, they know everything. And we have to listen to them. Yeah? Take it, go. Yeah, I'm okay? not going to be brainwashed by them. I'm sorry. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. Absolutely not. Yeah. See, people like you and I, we're, we are woken. Uh -huh. We're awake. Yes. So you're not going to snow job us. No. You can't, and we won't let you. But what happened, though, back in, you have to remember, too, mm -hmm. back in the day, God, apple pie, and country, okay? Yes. And you said your prayers, and you said the Pledge of Allegiance, and you 
you salute it when a soldier walked by, and Absolutely. that's what you did. And you always believed your government. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. You always believed your government, and then the government started to lie to everybody. Then what happened? People started believing anything the government said, yes. including about Roswell. Yes. Well, here's what we know about Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, in 1947, William Max Brazel found wreckage on his 90-acre farm. He had a large cattle farm where he had other livestock, and uh, Max Brazel was a fairly uh, intelligent guy and um, a hard worker and had a lot of people working for him. Well, he went out to inspect his uh, his farm one day and come across all this wreckage, wanting to find out what this was all about. So he starts, he's on his, now keep in mind, Amelia, he's on his property and he's driving and driving for miles because he's talking about a 90 acre property, right? That's a huge ranch. <laughs> Big, yeah. Big ranch, right? 90 mm -hmm. acres. And so what does he come across? He comes across his big hunk of metal sticking out of the ground. Never have seen any kind of metal like that before ever in his life. Nope. It doesn't exist at that and time. And you're going to see something tonight that was hidden for a long time, but thanks to some friends I have, mm -hmm. they supplied me with this film. Okay? And it's not a video. It's a film mm -hmm. you're going to see. It's a very short film. But you're going to see something you've never seen before because the government tried to hide this. Certain, I, I shouldn't say the whole government. The military tried to hide this, okay? Um, but you're going to see something tonight that's been made public thanks to the Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Uh, and we we always, uh, I'm fixing my chair here, folks, so uh -huh. don't mind me. Uh -huh. Um so what we're going to do is um, we're going to talk a little bit about what he found. He found a lot of wreckage and he found some interesting uh, metal. He found this kind of metal that wouldn't bend. that kept, they tried to bend this metal that kept popping open. Huh. It was really interesting. If you've ever taken a, you know what a mylar balloon looks like? No, explain that to me. Okay, a mylar balloon, uh, they're, they're balloons, they're like, they say happy birthday on it. Oh, yes, yes, Oh, yes. you know, uh -huh. congratulations. Okay, uh -huh. they're shiny balloons. Okay. They're very shiny, right? They have helium in them. Uh -huh. Makes them float, all right? Mylar is a kind of material that sprung out of Roswell, because you can oh. take mylar and bend it. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And it'll pop right back open. Huh. You can't crease it. It'll open up. If you try to flatten a mylar balloon, like fold it, mm -hmm. it won't fold. It'll keep opening up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so they found this funky material. And they said, well, what the hell is this? We've never seen metal that does this before. We need to investigate this. So... They took some samples. Uh, of course, the military came and uh, cordoned off the area, and they grabbed some samples. And for the first time in American history, 
the government told the truth. They said we found a flying saucer. The next day, they changed their story. Why would they do that? Amelia, why would they do that? Probably because they found something extraordinary that they didn't want us to know yet, and they wanted to keep it to themselves or something they thought was going to be dangerous or who knows why they wanted to cover it up. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's. Uh, we're going to talk about this. We're waiting for, of course, for Charlie Thunderfoot Norris to join us. But let's introduce everybody to some of the key players. William Mack Brazel, the ranch owner. General Roger Ramey. He was the highest-ranking Roswell official. In fact, Roswell incident is what catapulted Roger Ramey to being a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, Also involved were Intelligence Officer Major Jesse Marcel. Going to hear that name a lot tonight. Public Information Officer Lieutenant Walter Halp. You're going to hear that name. That's a very, very, probably the most important name in the Roswell case, and you're going to find out later why. Colonel Thomas Dubois, base commander. Colonel William Blanchard. He was the head of this whole thing, okay? He was running the Roswell Airfield. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? The Roswell Army Airfield. Uh-huh. R-A-A-S. Um, and that's what it was, it was referred to. Um, and they were the 509th Bomber Squadron. So you're talking about people in this base area. It's a military base town. You're talking about people here that are not stupid people. They know what they they know their shit. Mm-hmm. You know, a good group of a here you go. Listen out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. A good group of government people. Okay. And they were good people until Roger Ramey got involved, <laughs> and then everything <laughs> went to shit. Um. So these are the cast of characters we're dealing with. Two names you're going to hear over and over: Jesse Marcel and Walter Hout. H a u t. Walter Hout. Um. Let's bring everybody back a little bit. Uh-huh. 2022 this year marks the 75th anniversary of wow. the Roswell incident. Yeah. In fact, July this summer, July 8th, two days before my birthday. Uh-huh. July, maybe that's why I love aliens. They landed <laughs> on my birthday. Um, <laughs> 2022 marks the 75th anniversary of the Roswell crash, where believers say an extraterrestrial spacecraft. We're not talking about a weather balloon, folks. Uh-uh. An extraterrestrial spacecraft crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, with scattered debris and possibly alien bodies, and we believe there were, because you're going to see something tonight, being rediscovered by the U.S. government, the Roswell incident marked the beginning of a national and worldwide cover-up. That's a fact. That's not the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. What really happened at Roswell, and why does this mystery still attract attention and controversy decades later? Amelia, answer mm-hmm. that question for everybody. 
I'll, what is I, it about this case? I think that maybe they were there for like maybe a monthly meeting or yearly meeting. And when they were leaving, going back home, they must have had a crash. Something was wrong with their spaceship and they crashed. Could have been that. And they're here normally, regularly than what we knew about. And they actually got found out. Could have been that. Well, that's an interesting take. Mm -hmm. That's it. I've never heard somebody put that spin on it. I would think that because think about it. They're here and they have an, a landing right there of all of all of a sudden that people didn't know about. Right. A secret, you know, Area 51 that nobody knew about. And all well, of a sudden it, well, hold on. Oh, oh, you're getting way ahead of the, you're getting way ahead of the curve. <laughs> think here, about man. it. Think man, about it. <laughs> Amelia goes right from Roswell to Area 51. We ain't even ready for that one. <laughs> but to think about it. They're, they're in Roswell and there's a crash, but, you know, well, nearby. There's a place well, to land. Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about that because mm -hmm. there is there is an Area 51 and Roswell connection, mm -hmm. absolutely. And you are right; they mm -hmm. are very close geographically to one another. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I will tell you, mm -hmm. I've been to Area 51. The closest you can get without being shot. Because mm -hmm. they will shoot you, and I'm not yes. even playing. No. They will shoot you. Because these people, they don't play. All right? The the security team at Area 50 Run, by the way, you'll you won't find it as Area 50 Run. It's no. called it's called the um Rachel Nevada Gunnery Range. Area 50. Do you know where the term Area 51 came from? No, I wasn't. Uh... It came from it. Here's where it came from. It came from the grid on the map. Oh. It's literally area number mm -hmm. 51 in, in the state of Nevada. I see. Okay. It literally means it's the area where the location where you are. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Las Vegas is area 27. Okay. It's a grid on a map. Mm -hmm. Area 51 happens to be a very interesting area because there are very, very high mountains, mm -hmm. but very low desert because it used to be a lake. Oh. It's a dried lake bed. It was perfect for the military because they can experiment out there with nobody getting hurt. And the, I mean, when I tell you, it takes you... From Las Vegas, where I lived, mm -hmm. to Area 51, it's a three, four-hour drive. It's not close, okay? In fact, the people who work at Area 51 have to be flown there. You can't drive there. If you drive out there, you better have a lot of gas in your tank. Right. Because it ain't close. It's a it's a long haul. Mm -hmm. All right. And people have gotten stranded out there. And people have gotten lost out there. And yes, you can get lost in the desert. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> right. Cause, yeah, because it, it happened to me and some friends. Okay. Because uh -oh. we didn't know where the fuck we were. Mm. Luckily, luckily, we found the dirt road. Just follow the dirt road. It's right? going to lead you somewhere. 
eventually you're going to run into people. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow it somewhere. <laughs> It'll yeah. take you somewhere. It's going to lead you to people somewhere. <laughs> um, Wait, that's what a connection I feel it has. Um, there we go. I think that it's either was going to, they were either going to be landing somewhere to meet a government oh my official. God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Oh my right. God. I love this. This is great. Green Lives Matter. Hello, Vince Russo. Oh, my God. I love it. Changed your name again. Today. I love when they call me Vince Russo because I tell Vince, I go, people think I'm you, Vince. He laughs. <laughs> Hello, Vince Russo. Why did you kill WCW? Okay, there you go. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, you're You're going to find out tonight in fact, you're going to see the connection between Roswell and Area 51. It's a very direct connection. Mm -hmm. um, so what really happened there? Well, that's what we're here to tell you, right. what really happened. As best as Amelia and I could put it together, mm -hmm. as best as we could reconstruct what happened. The Roswell incident begins on... 24 June 1947 when pilot by the way Air Force pilot Kenneth Arnold was flying over the Cascade Mountains of Washington State helping to search for a crashed military aircraft he saw Amelia imagine this mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. a military pilot okay you're flying in a reconnaissance mission you're looking for other aircraft right because okay. mm -hmm. you're helping the military find the downed jet right uh -huh. he sees these nine objects following him in the air oh geez and they're crescent shaped they look like boomerangs right okay and they're flying in formation and they're oh. around ten thousand feet three kilometers okay ten thousand feet in the air you got to be pretty up there okay mm -hmm. An estimated speed of 1,900 kilometers, which is roughly, uh, listen to this one, 3,000 miles an hour. Oh, which boy. Was unheard of at because we didn't have aircraft that went that fast. Not that speed. Not at that time. Not at no. that speed. No. No. Crazy. All right. In, seemingly impossible at that time. And that yes. was true. Mm -hmm. So Kenneth Arnold described the movement of the object as being like a saucer would be if it skipped on the water. Hold on mm -hmm. to that thought. The media got a hold of that story and they coined the phrase flying saucer and a modern mystery was born. This wasn't, the, by the way, this was not the first sighting of what we now call a UFO unidentified flying object. By the way, we're not allowed to... <laughs> we're not allowed. Mm -hmm. People are now in the government, they're not calling them UFOs anymore. They're called unexplained aerial phenomenon. Hmm. Okay? Unidentified flying object. Really, if you think about it, if, if they think about what that term means, an unidentified flying object, if you see a bird that you don't recognize, well, guess what? That's an unidentified flying object. Okay? It's true. Mm -hmm. If you see an airplane that you've never seen before, 
That's an unidentified flying object. Right. Okay. So what the government, and I, I give the government kudos for this. I give them kudos for this. Unexplained aerial phenomenon. Why unexplained? Because it gives you the opportunity to investigate and explain it at a later time if, in fact, if, in fact, you're able to explain it. But the government will not explain it because well, they don't want to. Well, no, no. That's, <laughs> actually, that's not true. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that was the case for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not the case anymore, and I'm going to tell you why. You're going to, you're actually going to see why, uh, in a few minutes. Um, but now, it was the um, we now call them unidentified, uh, uh, unexplained area phenomenon. But it was the first time that it captured the public's imagination, making news media headlines around the world. It was remember something. You're in the infancy of television. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about what we're talking about. You tell me if this is a coincidence. Roswell happened in 1947. Right. Television was invented in 1948. Mm-hmm. Okay. You follow me? Yes. Up until that time, you had newspaper and radio. Right, correct. Okay, so you couldn't now you've got television, Uh you don't have to go to the movie theater Uh -uh. to see the newsreels. Now, this box comes into your house and you turn the knob and you can see pictures. If you're lucky enough and rich enough to buy a TV in 1947, 48, right? Okay. A brand new television was $50. That was a whole week's paycheck. Yes, it was back then. In 1947. People busted their ass for 50 bucks. Yes, they did. Now people are getting 50 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Craziness. More reports were received. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More reports were received suggesting that these sightings were commonplace, but had previously gone unreported. This is another thing, Amelia. Part of the problem was people didn't report because they were afraid of being criticized or being made fun of or ridiculed. Uh, Think about what happens to somebody, even now in 2022, when somebody says, I saw something in the sky. Okay, you're a conspiracy kook. You know, there's... You're seeing things. You're uh, right. you're imagining things. You're schizophrenic. You know, you're all, all this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're going to consider you a schizophrenic. They're going to think of you. Here's your medication. Take two, two twice a day or something like that. They're going to put you on medication, basically. Let's see. Is it true they put the UFO back together backwards? Is this why we're why we are a feared military? Um. I have absolutely no idea what that even means. I've never heard that before. And I'm not even, honest to God, I'm not even going to venture a guess on that one, to be honest with you. Um, But you can see why people might be kind of hesitant to come forward. Mm -hmm. 
take it. Why don't you take this one, Amelia? Read this one mm -hmm. here. On 7th July, a local rancher named Mac Brazel uh, contacted the sheriff in Roswell to say he discovered strange debris spread over the ranch. Yep. There you go. I would have, you know what I would have done? I would have collected everything and I would have been kind of like putting everything together. He did. And I would have said, forget the sheriff. I'm going to investigate this myself. <laughs> he did. But before, I wouldn't even call the sheriff. Well, he did. But I would there not was have a problem, the sheriff, though. though. There was a problem, though. Mm -hmm. He did. He did everything you just said. But I wouldn't have called but the sheriff. He had to. You have to remember something. Mm -hmm. Mac Braswell knew the sheriff. Ah. Okay. But that's besides the point. But who else are you going to call when you don't know what the hell you have? I don't why know would that. he call the sheriff? Here's why he would call the sheriff. Because the sheriff could call the military. Mm. And the military might remember what I said. Mm -hmm. If the military said this is what it is, you believed it. Ninth, remember, Amelia, mm -hmm. 1947, 1947, not 2022. Yeah, I guess I'm a stubborn person. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm a pit bull. I'm stubborn. I, they tell me don't open the door. Guess who's opening the door? <laughs> I know. Believe, oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> believe me, I know. I will if open you, that door. If you say don't do it, she's going to do it. Trust yes. me, folks. Yes. Because she's a, 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 we'll get in that later. I'll I was going to open that door because I want to see behind what's behind that door. I will. Well, here, mm -hmm. let's let's talk about this because we're right yeah. there. Yeah. Thinking there might be a connection and guessing something might have crashed during a recent storm, mm -hmm. he alerted the authorities. That's why he gathered up everything. That's mm -hmm. why he contacted the sheriff. Okay. Remember something. This happened. In a thunderstorm. Okay. Okay. This happened in a thunderstorm. Here is what I believe happened. I honest to God, I believe it now. Mm -hmm. I believe the UFO, and I believe it was actually a UFO, a flying disc. Oh, yes, absolutely. I believe it got hit by lightning. Mm -hmm. And that's why I believe it crashed. I think it got hit by lightning and it just came down. The controls it hit their controls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think Mac Braswell was just the unfortunate guy that happened to land on his property. He brought some samples. This is what we were just talking about a million. It's right mm -hmm. here. Here you go. Yes. Here, here's the answer. He brought some samples of the debris. And when the sheriff contacted the nearby army base, remember, as I said, mm -hmm. this is an army community. Intelligence officer Jesse Marcel, you heard that name before. Yes. Went to the crash site with Brazel and discovered more debris. Okay. Nowadays, with the 24-7 news cycle, we're talking about now in 2022. Yes. You got MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Um, you've got uh, ABC. Uh, uh, yeah, you got all these, mm -hmm. you know, uh, ABC World News Tonight. You've got all these, you know, um, all these news programs. And mm -hmm. the, it's constant. It's a 24-hour news cycle. With the Internet, social media, and an activist community of UFO researchers, such a claim today and U-turn today would not, would, would no doubt cause controversy and conspiracy on a grand scale. Think about 
What are mm -hmm. you and I doing right now? Yes. We're talking about, about what it. What you and I are doing right now. We're talking about it, bringing it back to life. And like you said before, history repeats and itself. That's exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it back to life, and that's exactly the you couldn't have said it any better. We're bringing it back to life. Why? Because somebody, somebody, it may as well be us. Somebody has to give life and give voice and give credibility to Mac Bra to, to uh, Mac Brazel, mm -hmm. to Jesse Marcel, to Roger Ramey, to Walter Hawk. To Thomas Dubois, um, du Dubois. I'm sorry, Dubois. Dubois. Thomas Dubois, uh, and we need to be their voices. Why? Because they're all going to the greater beyond now, and nobody's left to speak for them. No. You're, I want you to see something. It's hard to even imagine this, but I want you to look at something. This is the oldest known video. It's actually a piece of film from 1946. Oh, wow. One, listen to this. Hold on. Just let me say this first. From 1946, one year before Roswell. This film came from Russia. Communist Russia at the time. Watch this, folks. This film, by the way, is a silent film. There is no sound to this. Amelia, what do you notice about this right away? Oh, it looks like an alien with bug eyes, short it nose. Is an alien. It is absolutely an alien. Um I want you to look at the face and look at the. I just, just tell. I'm going to play this because I'm going to play this choice. Let's just watch this and just make notes. What do you see? What are you noticing? Oh wow, he's blinking, looking up, very tall, five fingers, long arms like us, shoulders. By the way, mouth. six fingers. Oh, six fingers. Uh huh. Oh, he's balancing something, or they're taking okay. his height. You're going to see this twice. So that's the first one. Just let let it play. Okay? Because I'm going to play it again. All right, now. It's the History Channel. I'm going to play this again. Now, tell me what you noticed and what you, what mm -hmm. you think about that, because I'm going to play it again. I'm waiting. You're playing it again, or are you waiting for me to talk? No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Tell me oh. what you think of that. Oh, wow. I was just surprised. That was before 1946? I mean, That or, was 1946, but, one year before Roswell. Uh, that happened. Uh -huh. That crash happened in Russia. Mm -hmm. Did they okay. find him just like that with the suit? It looks like he just had a suit like us. The, the uh, there That's the only thing I'm not sure of. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they... Uh, dressed him what the dressed him mm -hmm. or they i don't think he was i be honest with you i don't mm -hmm. think he was found that way mm -hmm. i think they put clothing on him okay it, as best i remember and i've seen another clip just like this 
but he wasn't. But the one's not the same person. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're not the same creature. The creature I saw had no clothing on. Okay. Well, he's he had like arms just like us. Like you said, now I thought it was five. Very fingers, long but... arms, by the way. Very long. And I thought he had five fingers, but it looks like he had six. And six fingers, but he... look, did you notice the size of his fingers? Very long, like very, like monster. Very long. Like, like the did you notice something else about his fingers? And he had t- a finger moved. Yeah, and he had fingernails too. Yes, they moved. Mm-hmm. And okay. his eyes which, was blinking. You, which means it wasn't a glove. Mm-mm. Nope. He had this, and it like wasn't us. a puppet. No. The other thing that I wanted you to notice, and now that I'm telling you, I want you to notice it. Yeah. His he, eyes look yeah, at they his, blinked. No. Not only did they blink, look at his eyelids. Okay. And look at the skin. Watch the skin. Okay. Everything moves together. Watch this again, please. Okay. Because I'm going to play it again. Okay. Do you see his eyelids? You got to remember what year we're talking about. This is 1946. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that kind of technology. Mm -mm. Okay. This is a living creature his arms are moving Mm -hmm. he's talking to somebody did you see the eyelids look yes they're blinking Mm -hmm. look at the size of them fingers it's very long like um and they're and they have long joints and they're Mm -hmm. moving i believe that oh he winked he winked yeah he winked he's got eyebrows like us well, they're, they're sort of eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of eyebrows. And he looked like he could understand what he was saying, but maybe in a telepathy kind of way like they were they saying. Were spe- that, thank you for saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that because that's they, they believe he was communicating telepathically mm-hmm. because his everything moved except his lips. Did you see him kind of smile, though? Because like, he wasn't going to harm him or anything. He did smile. By the way... Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up, folks. No. I can't make this up. Go on Google, please. Do, and I tell you every week, you can't make this shit up. Go on Google and just search Skinny Bob. Mm-hmm. That's what they called him. The Russians called him Skinny Bob. And I don't know why they called him Skinny Bob. Do you other know- than... He's skinny. Do you where know they skin? came up with Bob? I don't know where they came up with Bob. Good name from. for him. Good name for him. Do you know if they had him under medication or anything? Because he didn't look like he was under any medication or he was no. going to harm anybody. No, not at all. He was quite friendly. Very friendly. Very, very There friendly. are some people who believe, and I will we'll talk about this on another show, because I'm doing a whole show about mm-hmm. Skinny Bob. Yeah. There are some people who believe that Skinny Bob is still alive today. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to take a look at this. Tonight, you'll only see it right here on ABC 15, an investigation going on as we speak to find out what this. By the way, I'm going to stop this. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a news clip. Okay. I want people to understand what we're talking about. We went from Roswell, New Mexico where the government 
told the truth and then walked their story backwards and told a lie to cover up the truth. In a time when Americans believed what the government said, now what you are watching is full disclosure on the evening news. Okay? You would never have seen this before, Amelia, on the news. No, we would not. Yes, yes. Flashing lights recorded right here in the valley sky. Could the sighting turn more of you into UFO believers? Well, tonight, ABC 15's Christopher Sign shares where this footage came from and the questions being asked on a national level. There's about four minutes of this, a V-shaped object in the sky above North Phoenix near Cave Creek. The person who recorded it, along with several witnesses with him, turned the video over to MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. MUFON, with a chapter in Phoenix, is an international UFO investigative agency. Its Arizona leaders tell me many of the reports they receive are typically determined to be a hoax or simply explained. But this one, now known in the agency as case number 36097, is getting a very very close look. Those with MUFON say, sure, it could be a kite with LEDs or a radio-controlled plane, but they say the lights don't match what they've typically seen. According to MUFON, there has been an increase in UFO reports in Arizona, especially in the Cave Creek area. The person who shot the video provided a detailed statement saying there was... I'm going to stop Mm -hmm. that for a second. You heard what he said. Mm -hmm. There is an increase in UFO, UFO activity in Cades Creek, Arizona. Why is that important? Here's why that's important. Mm -hmm. Because there's a military base there. I want you to think about something. Roswell, New Mexico. Amelia, what's there? Area around this empty. There's nothing there. It's just dry land. No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. No. The base? Yes. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it. Mm -hmm. There's a military base there. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to be jump on your your your, yes. your um get on the with the program here. Yeah, um, the military. We're talking. Yeah. What's there? It's a military base. Military base. Yes. Okay. That Cave just got me like, out of military world. base. Mm-hmm. Area fifty one military mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stevensville, Texas military, military base. base. Yes. Wright Patterson Airfield Airfield in Ohio, mm-hmm. secret military base hiding in plain sight. And that, my friends, is where the UFO crash from Roswell is still stored today. It's at Wright-Patterson Airfield in Ohio. Let us continue to watch this. There's a little sound associated with the object. So is it a prank? Some type of toy like a kite? Or is it really an unidentified flying object? MUFON plans to find out. Christopher Sign, ABC 15. Okay, that's a news report. Yeah. You would never before have seen a news report. Not like that, no. Not like this. Here's something else you would never have seen. The government acknowledging it. Yes. You're going to see things tonight that you would never have seen before because the government, thank you, whoever Mm -hmm. the president was that did this, But the government is now taking a lead in charge here Mm -hmm. in acknowledging 
not trying to cover it up, acknowledging that there are things out there that they don't know about. And I have to say, and you hear me, folks, I come on here every week yes. and I trash the government and I tell you <laughs> I hate the government. Let me explain myself, okay? I love my country, but sometimes my government makes me shake my head and go, what the fuck are they doing? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. One of those. <laughs> it's one of those, I could have had a V8 moment, yeah. Right. <laughs> Th that's what we're talking about, okay? But so I'm not, I am not anti-government. No, I we're just not. shake my head when but, they do stupid shit. Yeah, okay? and cover it up. Like, come on, people, we're smarter than that, you know. And thank you. Thank you. Because I've heard that there's been some more spotted in California as well. There's a, a, a lot more that's been spotted oh, in California. Well, we're going to talk about that because we got some, some stuff from California mm -hmm. to see. I'm going to show you something from California that's going to blow your mind. And it's because I just can't explain it. Right. I can't explain. It. I've never seen anything like this, but you're going to see it tonight. Um. So, going back to Roswell, mm -hmm. this was even now today the the ground zero, if you will, of conspiracy theories. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The, the modern-day conspiracy theory was born in Roswell, New Mexico. I called and spoke today to the Roswell, New Mexico Welcome Center, and I spoke to the Roswell, New Mexico UFO Museum. Okay? I spoke to them, and I have the calls. If, if you want to hear it, I'll play it for you. Because um, it was they actually were really cool people. Mm -hmm. They were really, really cool about it because they get phone calls all the time. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, they do. They get phone calls all the time from crazy people like me going, hey, did something really crash in your town there years ago? <laughs> and the guy said, well, that's what they say. He goes, I wasn't born yet, but that they tell me that something crashed here. I just work here kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I work here, but, you know, that's what they say. <laughs> Um, so here's what happens. I call there, and I tried to get somebody to come on. These people were so busy with other UFO stuff that they couldn't come. They said, thank you for inviting us, but we can't come on. We just don't have the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if I want them to come on, i got to book them a year out, a year ahead of time. Mm. But anyway, um, well, did you tell them, let's see, 11, probably 12, 11 of 2023 come on the show? Yeah, I'm going to have to put for 2024, 25, <laughs> I don't know, a couple of years out. <laughs> um, so let us take a little look here. And now it's, I got so many videos to show you guys. I want you to take a look at this. In the early days of the Cold War, Roswell was an obscure outpost of the U.S. Air Force's Strategic Air Command. Then, in 1947, a local rancher found what he claimed to be a flying... This is the base, by the way, Amelia. Mm -hmm. This is the base you're talking about. There's a, you see a lot of airplanes there. Yes. Now, um, you're seeing all kinds of airplanes, private jets, commercial airliners, but it's a big, big airstrip. This is the uh, Roswell Army Airfield. 
in Roswell, New Mexico. Flying saucer that had crashed on his land. The debris was brought here to the base for study. The military claimed it was just a weather balloon, but whisked it away to other bases in Texas and Ohio for further tests. Now, I have a question. Because mm-hmm. when I heard that the first time, I thought to myself, are you shitting me? I thought, are you shitting me for real? Why would if you you're telling me, listen to what he said. I'm going to play it again. Listen to what he says. Watch this. And tell me if you caught it. But whisked it away to other bases in Texas and Ohio for further tests. If it's a weather balloon, wouldn't you know it? Exactly. He says it was a weather balloon, but they whisked it. Listen to the words he used. They whisked it away Mm -hmm. for further testing. Well, let me tell you what they really did. Because I have the paper in front of me. Why would you whisk it away if you supposedly know it's a weather balloon? (laughs) Well, let me tell you what I have here. I have a letter in my hand, and it's it's public document. You can get it online. Mm-hmm. It's from Richard Davis, director, former director of the National Security Analysis Office for the U.S. for the United States General Accounting Office, um, dated thirty May nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. So you're going back a little bit. Okay. Ninety five. Okay. Okay. Now. Dear Mr. Davis, in a letter dated 30 March 1995, this agency advised you that it would conduct a comprehensive record search to aid in your completion of an investigation into the crash of an airborne object near Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. In accordance with your request, we have searched all of our databases, the terms Project Mogul, Roswell, and weather balloon. The search, listen to this, Amelia. Uh-huh. Listen to this. The search did not yield any documents related to either of those terms. I find that very, very funny. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's what they say. Furthermore, this agency has no information for you beyond the already received records by Mr. Gary Weeder of your staff. Sincerely, Norma Slatkin, executive director. That's what they sent this man. But then they wink, wink, and here's what they really send him. I want you to look at this. It's slightly redacted. This comes from a... CIA Freedom of Information Act request, and it was granted. It says, flying disc. First of all, it says, Strategic Air Command, Director of Strategic Air Command, Cincinnati, Ohio, um, SAC Headquarters. 8th Air Force Battalion. Telephone advised this office that an object purporting to be a flying disc was recovered near Roswell, New Mexico on this date. The disc is hexagonal in shape. 
and was suspended from a large cable by a weather balloon, which balloon was approximately 20 feet in diameter, further advised that the object B-76 found resembles a high-altitude radar reflector, but that telephonic conversation between their office and Wright Field in Ohio had not borne out this belief. In other words, what they're saying is it's not a weather balloon. Exactly. They're saying it's not a weather balloon. In this paper, they're saying they never heard of the weather balloon. In this paper, they're saying it's not a weather balloon. You just heard the narrator on this video. And this is why I pulled this out. Mm -hmm. You just heard him say that it was a weather balloon, but that it warranted further testing. Well, if it's a weather balloon, you know what it looks like. Exactly. Why would you send it to two different facilities? Hey, thank you. Here, wait, here's, here's the smoking gun. Here's where it gets good. Further be advised that the object is being transported to Wright Field in Ohio by a specially equipped airplane for immediate examination. Provide this office redacted, redacted, C-7 national interest in case. And the fact that the National Broadcasting Company, NBC, and Associated Press, AP, and other attempting to break stories of the location of that disc today. In other words, what they just said was the disc. They mm -hmm. want to know where the disc is. They never said anything further about a weather balloon. No. Okay. Be advised, would request Wright Field in Ohio to advise Cincinnati office results of examination. No further investigation being released to public. And look at the bottom. Wow. Initialed by every top brass that saw this paper. And that's a public document that was obtained from the Freedom of Information Act. And yes, they do grant requests. You just have to know how to word your, your request. Mm -hmm. So let's remember what he said. Let's listen again, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Now that I've read you the report, official report. Saucer that had crashed on his land. The debris was brought here to the base for study. The military claimed it was just a weather balloon. The military claimed it was a weather balloon. Well, if the military claimed it was a weather balloon, then they should know what a weather balloon looks like, right? Right. Listen to what he says. Listen, exactly. Listen to what he says. But whisked it away to other bases in Texas and Ohio for further... And you just heard me say that. Yes. You just heard me say that. Okay, so you know I'm not bullshitting you. No. 
Here you go. When the story leaked, sensational news reports made Roswell a symbol of government conspiracies to cover up the existence of visitors from other planets. And I said that two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. This was the birth of the modern conspiracy movement. Because, why? Because the government told the truth. And then they lied to try to cover it up. Yes. But it was already out there. I mentioned two names to you previously. Major Jesse Marcel and Colonel Walter, uh, oh, Lieutenant Walter Hort. Mm-hmm. Why are they important? Because Jesse Marcel had direct contact with all of the players involved, and he was the first on the scene. Why is Lieutenant Walter Hort important? Because he was responsible for transporting the bodies and the debris to Wright-Patterson in Ohio. It was called Wright Field in Ohio. This is before it became known as Wright-Patterson Air Base. Okay? It's the, it's the most secret air base in the world, hiding in plain sight. Okay? Hiding in plain sight. If you want to hide something, where do you hide it, Amelia? Air Base. Might as no. well say. Right no. in plain sight in front of you. <laughs> you hide it in plain sight. Mm-hmm. That's where you hide it. You hide it in plain sight. Could be right there like in a Coca-Cola can. You exactly. Think it's a Coca-Cola. <laughs> exactly. You walk right mm-hmm. past it. Yep. Here you go. The incident sparked a UFO scare and inspired decades of science fiction movies. Then, 50 years after the incident, the Air Force released a report admitting that the wreckage was part of a secret system of atomic espionage. But for real believers, this is just another cover-up. The town of Roswell has made a cottage industry out of UFOs ever since. Thousands of the curious and the crazy come to Roswell's... By the way, Amelia, mm-hmm. that's the place I call today. It's the Roswell oh. UFO Museum. What it used you're gonna love this. It used to be a movie theater. That's what I was thinking. It looked like a movie theater. It was, it was a theater. <laughs> hey, it better it be was. A, it was an old movie theater. Yeah, better, take a look. Better than an abandoned building, right? Well, yeah, look. It's a it cottage an, industry out of UFOs ever since. Thousands Aww. of the curious and the crazy yeah. come to Roswell's UFO Museum every year. Drawn by the strange story of the 1947 incident. A mystery that may never be solved. It's a great place. I'm glad that they did that instead of leaving it an abandoned movie theater like we did the abandoned buildings a few months ago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Amelia's talking about um, a show we did on called Abandoned America. You know, we got a lot of response from that show. Yeah, I'm glad that they really did. did. Instead of leaving it abandoned, they did something. Now, remember what they said. The military said that it was just a weather balloon. Yes. And there was nothing found except like debris and sticks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what they found. Take a look at this. By the way, there's no sound to this video. Okay. This, you're going to see something here. You're going to see a set of hands. And they're, they're showing the camera something. 
okay? The hands that you're looking at mm-hmm. belong to, to Major Jesse Marcel. He's the person holding this item, okay? And this don't look like a weather balloon to me, folks. No. Looks like a piece of frame of some sort. It It's sort, yeah, it's kind of, kind of, sort of. Is that like writing on that? Like the high, like. Yes, it's hieroglyphic. It's hieroglyphics. I want you to see something. You heard me mention B7C, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh, This was the name they gave, okay? You're looking at it right here. Watch the hieroglyphics, what they did. Because it's hard to see sometimes on that mm-hmm. piece of, like, metal. Mm-hmm. They tried to crumple that metal. They couldn't. It kept straightening itself out. Very, very odd piece of material. Watch this. It's amazing stuff. Because you're going to see what they try to do here. Okay, now, do you see see that? Yes. They're going to clear it up for you, and they're actually, somebody's going to write it. They're going to write it down on a piece of paper, and this is what it's going to look like. So take a look at that, right? Watch. It's And that's what it is. Oh, wow. It's, it looks very, and by the way, it looks familiar, doesn't it? Yes. There's a reason it looks familiar. The same thing that they found in Roswell. This is where you're going to get the hair on your arms is going to stand up. The same thing they found in Roswell. Right now, today, in 2022, what you are looking at is on a a cave in Egypt. It's mm-hmm. on a cave in Egypt, and it's written just like that. It's etched in stone. Wow. Okay. I, that's why it looks familiar to me because it, it... looks like hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. It's how would space people know? Yeah, exactly. What Egyptian hieroglyphics looks like. Here's a better question: Is Egyptian hieroglyphics really space writing? That's what I was going to ask because that's what I thought it was. It makes sense, doesn't it, though? Yes. Take a look. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the actual metal. And that's actually what they had. And Jesse Marcel is holding that in his hand. That's pretty amazing stuff. I think Wow. that I call that mm-hmm. the smoking gun. I wonder if something like that would light up like when if their spaceship worked. I wonder if that lit up in their spaceship. Well, it's interesting you say that because they believe that that bar, mm-hmm. they believe that bar was the control for the whole ship. Like forward, backward, side to side, something and like they, that. Yeah, and they believe that when you touched one of those symbols, Mm-hmm. It did certain things. This is why 
Roswell gave birth to Area 51. They had to find some place to work on this stuff. And like I said, if you've never been to Nevada, mm-hmm. the whole state of Nevada is pretty much a big desert. Mm. Mountains and deserts. Okay? And a lot of dry lake beds. Because you got to remember something. At some point in our history, all those lake beds dried up because it's so. it used to be so hot there. Oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> but the, the, you remember now, the weather patterns have changed over the hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Right. So from 1947 to today, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the weather patterns have changed a thousand times. Let's take another look at this, Amelia. Now, has this been released You're going to see something tonight that's never been seen on the air. I am breaking uh, broadcast news tonight, okay? What you're seeing, this is a private piece of film, okay? I'm not going to tell you where I got it. No. But you're going to see some very interesting reactions when people are presented with this um, evidence, I'll call it. Okay? So, listen to what the woman is saying. Okay? Mm-hmm. Listen to what she said. Now, has this been released no. to the public? No, not yet. And the government knows you have this? Uh, I don't know if the government knows The that. military? I don't know if anyone knows. As in, you're not scared of it? Here's what I know so far. Several months ago, I was given a box of 400 color Kodachrome slides that appear to have been taken over a 10-year period starting in the mid-1940s. Two of the slides show what appears to be a small, thin body with a large head and a glass case. By the way, Amelia, that's the photo that I gave you. Oh, okay. Okay, watch. All of the photos are part of a collection that belonged at one point to Hilda Blair Ray and her husband Bernard. There aren't many people still alive who knew Hilda and Bernard, but I have. Hilda and Bernard Bray lived, where do you think? In Nevada. Amelia, you're killing me tonight. (laughs) You're killing me tonight. Roswell, New Mexico. (laughs) I've been able to piece a few things together. The Rays had no children. They traveled extensively from their home in Midland, Texas, where Hilda was an attorney and an amateur pilot, and Bernard, a geologist working in the oil industry. In 1946, Bernard was the president of the West Texas Geological Society. Mixed in with dozens of vacation shots are several unique color photos from the 1948 National Air Races in Cleveland, Ohio, and the 1948 U.S. Open Golf Tournament in Los Angeles. They captured rare color shots of Sam Snead and even Bing Crosby and Clark Gable. There are also stunning close-up shots of then-General Eisenhower on a victory whistle-stop tour following World War II. There are dozens more photos that together paint a picture of a very interesting, well-traveled, and possibly well-connected couple. And then there are these last two photos that just don't seem to fit with the rest of the collection. Now, I'm a sports guy. I cover sports for a living. I'm not making any claims as to what exactly is in these two slides. 
the story is still coming together, but at this point I can comfortably say that the slides are unaltered originals and that they were taken between 1939 and 1949. The body is exceptionally thin and is between 36 and 48 inches long. The head appears to be larger than its torso and has some very unusual features. I'm starting to show the slides to people, having them examined by experts in photography and forensics and anthropology. It'd be hard to fake the design of the slide, the stamps, all that other stuff on him. It'd be really, really hard to fake that or duplicate that if you were trying to. I even showed them to Neil deGrasse Tyson, who understandably was less than convinced. So, okay, so maybe it's a real alien that landed. Uh, fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Come back when you got, come back later when you got. Fair enough, Dr. Tyson. And then there's this guy, who was an army lieutenant at Roswell Air Force Base in July of 1947. It looks identical. How are you good? Are you hearing what he's saying? Yes. What did he just say? Looks identical. It looks identical. Mm hmm Okay. What they're not telling you is that the person whose back is facing you mm -hmm. was the Army intelligence officer working with Jesse Marcel at the time. This guy is, he's probably at this point about 90 years old, okay? He was a young man at the time. Mm -hmm. Watch. This is a copy I just saved. He's pushing about 89, 90 years yeah. old, this man. If this is a young guy at all, they did pretty good. And then when you start to do a 3D recreation of the body in the photo, that's when things start to get, well, oh, wow. a little strange. Logic tells me it's probably nothing, but I simply can't shake the thought that maybe, just maybe, it's something. Wow. And by the way, he can do that. Wow. You saw where it was verified from. Yes. It said Kodachrome. Mm -hmm. What's Kodachrome, Amelia? I'm not very sure. Could you explain that to me? Kodachrome is the name of Kodak, it's their processing. Oh, I didn't film. know. That. Kodachrome film. So he's really good at that job. What Let's doing. take another look at some video. It starts with a lightning storm. Here it is, 1947, the first week in July. A huge lightning storm takes down a so-called flying disc. She said the same thing I said. Flying disc, yes. Okay. Yes, a, with the lightning. A thunderstorm took down a disc. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. Let's take a look. And I said it before. By the way, I've not... I've seen this, but I haven't seen it all the way through. So I really don't. I'm watching it for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I really don't know what we're going to take a look at here. On a rancher's property outside Roswell, New Mexico. And the man who finds it, his name is W.W. Mac Brazel. He's a former really successful cowboy. And he takes this wreckage to the sheriff, who in turn takes the wreckage to the Roswell Army Airfield. 
And at the time, the 509th Bomb Group that is stationed at the Roswell Army Airfield is the only bomber unit that is actually equipped to carry nuclear weapons. And Everything I said before. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get where we're going with this. Yes. Okay. So let me pull this back for a second. I just want to pull it out for a minute. Mm-hmm. Everything that we said to you previously is being confirmed. Now, you're hearing actual documentation of what Amelia and I have said since the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not making it up and you're not, you know, we're not blowing smoke, but you get the gist of this. I want, you know, I could go on with that, but here's the, here's the the short and the long and short of it. Is that how they say it? The long and short. Here's the short and tall of it. That's, you can tell I don't use those terms frequently, the short and tall of it. But here's the gist of it. Let's put it that way, right? Here's the gist of it. And it's really important. People remember what they remember. And you're not going to forget something like that. No. I don't care if you're 90 years old like that man. Or whether you're 60 years old, you know, or 60 plus, you know, 64 like I am. You know, you hear these things growing up and they're close enough to the time that you're not going to lose a lot of translation. No. You know? So it's important. It's really important that we, as the documentarians, give a voice to these people so that they're not forgotten and they don't die in vain right. and people say they're crazy they're not crazy these no. people died believing what they saw and knowing what they saw was real exactly. you know because i'm gonna lieutenant believe you walter hart mm-hmm. lieutenant walter hart died knowing what he he had the bodies yes you know, there's a story about that related to Roswell. And um, in fact, Charlie Thunderfoot Norris started to tell the story the other night. And I'm going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. President Richard Nixon, one of my favorite presidents, by the way, um, because he was an underdog and I like the underdog. I like I like Nixon. Um, plus, I'm a Republican. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Nixon was very close with the um, actor comedian Jackie Gleason. They were very close, and they got to talking one night about different stuff. You know, not not political stuff. And you know, it's no secret that Jackie Gleason was a believer in the UFOs. So he starts asking President Nixon about Roswell, what really happened there. Well, Nixon didn't want to tell him because he's the president and it was, you know, sensitive information. It wasn't classified Mm -hmm. because he's the president and he already knew. So it wasn't classified to him. Plus, being the president, he can tell who he wants to tell. Okay. So he starts to 
open up a little bit to Jackie Gleason. And he says, um, can you, um, do you have time to take a, a ride with me? Mm-hmm. And Jackie Gleason says, well, sure, pal, you know, <laughs> sure, pal, let's go. <laughs> and um, so the Secret Service gathers up President Nixon and Jackie Gleason. They drive him out to the airfield. And they fly. They fly to Ohio. Okay. Keep in mind, they're in Florida at the time. Uh-huh. They fly to Ohio. So they get there. And, of course, Air Force One can go anywhere it wants to go because the president, uh-huh. you know, who's going to tell them no. <laughs> right. So they get there and Nixon has full access because he's the president. Uh-huh. Right. Right. He takes Jackie Gleason. This is the, by the way, if you think I'm making this story up, people, <laughs> go online. Just just Google Jackie Gleason, Richard Nixon UFO story. And you're going to hear exactly <laughs> what I'm telling you right now. Okay. So, because people, see, Amelia, and I do this every week. Right. And and people, st- I still get emails saying, you're full of shit. That didn't happen. Blah, blah, blah. Go, go please. Please do your homework like I do. Right. Okay. So I don't have to bitch slap you. <laughs> so they get to Ohio. They get the Wright Patterson airfield. Okay. The most secret airfield hiding in plain sight, right? They go into this room. They go into another room. And then they go into one more room. And there is the most heavily guarded room you've ever seen in your life, okay? (laughs) And there's people with machine guns and handguns and ready to kill at a moment's notice, okay? So the president walks in with Jackie Gleason, and they all stand at attention because he's the president, and that's what you do, right? What they see next is a four-foot body with a very large head, a very skinny body, long arms, long, long fingers, very small mouth, very small nose, huge eyes, and a big, big cranium, big head, oval-shaped, like Uh egg-shaped, right? Uh Mm-hmm. And he has to swear that he'll never tell anybody about this. Okay? Right. And he didn't. But he didn't swear that he wouldn't write about it. Right. Okay? He swore, I will not tell anybody. And he didn't. But they didn't make him swear that he wouldn't write about it. Mm Mm-hmm. So when Jackie Gleason wrote his autobiography, don't you know? Well, he put that story in there and he got hammered oh for boy. it. There was one problem though. The, the one thing that saved his ass. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon had died by that point. Oh, so he can confirm it. <laughs> you got you got yep. where we're going. Exactly. Yes. 
Yeah. And you got where we're going. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's exactly the only thing that's made <laughs> that. Now, I bet you he's interesting stuff. Yes. Take a look at this. By the way, shout out to Tubi TV. Because this is on Tubi TV or Tubby TV, however you want to say it. <laughs> At the core, there is something that they want to keep people away from, a real truth. Back in the early 80s, it was my job to confuse the UFO community. And it was very easy to convince Paul. Paul was a World War II veteran. He's very patriotic. He always flew his flag. Those type of people you can convince that, listen, you can't tell anybody else about this because this, you know, they're getting in the wrong hands. Would we use perception to help shroud what we're trying to protect? Absolutely. If you've got an aerial platform that is highly advanced and the public who happens to get a glimpse of the thing, if they're convinced that it's from Venus and there's no way it could be our military, well, hey, you know, that's, that's awesome. Hell yes. It's been a cover story in the U.S. for a long time. Tell the media, tell anybody who will listen, that they're using UFOs to cover up advanced technology when the truth is exactly the opposite of the words. We're really a byproduct of extraterrestrial intervention. What if we're their farm animals? Did you hear what she said? Mm -hmm. Did you hear what she said? Yes. She's absolutely right. They're telling people one thing in hopes that they'll believe it, but the truth is exactly the opposite of what they want you to believe. Yes. Okay? The advanced technology, like I said before, think about what I said, Amelia. Yes. In 1947, a UFO crashed. In 1948, television was invented. Do you think that's an accident? I don't think so. I think television was invented way before then, but they just brought it to us in 1948. You're missing the whole point. Right. No, I understand no, what you're, you're going. It. Stop. Stop. What if they... Don't, don't embarrass yourself anymore, please. Eat us psychically. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities here that are not good. Dodie had this wonderful way to sell it. I'm with the government, you cooperate with us, and I'm going to tell you what the government really knows about UFOs deep down in those vaults. I'm going to tell you all kinds of lies. Whatever is going on, it's happening at a government level. Everything that I do is being watched. And I have to assume that I'm being bugged. Let's take one step at a time. You're looking at Richard Doty, the professional disinformer, trained to lie. Did you hear what he said? Mm-hmm. Did tell everybody what he just said. That they were looking for um, just different things.
core, there is something that they want to keep people away from, a real truth. Back in the early 80s, it was my job to confuse the UFO community. And it was very easy to convince Paul. Paul was a World War II veteran. He's very patriotic. He always flew his flag. Those type of people you can convince that, listen, you can't tell anybody else about this because this, you know, you're getting in the wrong hands. Would we use perception to help shroud what we're trying to protect? Absolutely. If you've got an aerial platform that is highly advanced and the public who happens to get a glimpse of the thing, if they're convinced that it's from Venus and there's no way it could be our military, well, hey, you know, that's, that's awesome. Hell yes. It's been a cover story in the U.S. for a long time. Tell the media, tell anybody who will listen, that they're using UFOs to cover up advanced technology. And there it is again. What we're talking about are people who are paid to lie. They are professional liars. He just told you he was trained by the government as a disinformation specialist. Do you know what a, a disinformation specialist does? They lie to you on purpose. And you believe them. Why? Because they're so convincing at what they do. Let's take a look at this. We're headed out to actually go to Roswell. We have what is alleged to be a UFO crash with several bodies inside. They basically covered it up, and it was super evident that they covered it up. There is a headline that reads, Flying Saucer Crashes into Roswell Ranch. Why did the government acknowledge it and then immediately change their mind? So we're in a different place now where the government says, yes, we've been looking at UFOs. Yes, they're real. There's objects in the skies that we don't know what they are. It's the very first time that the government's admitted that this is an actual thing. It's the biggest story in human history, and people need to get on board with it. Want to be known. What we can do is judge their actions. Do they want to help us? Do they want to harvest us? The big question is intent. Who they are, why they're here, why they stick around with us. The question is... What possible visitations has the U.S. government been keeping from the public? So we're going to see more of those sorts of videos, I think. Secondly, I think we'll see more documents. And I think the other thing we will see, people who have been involved in this, they are going to come forward and speak out. People in the world and government start to get more information till eventually they acknowledge, yes, there's extraterrestrials here. Was it possible? Did these beings come from another world or from a parallel universe? We'll bring you the dramatic story of what happened over our nation's capital just one week ago tonight. Nobody's ever really seen it or know where it's at, but it's out there. But I think it's a noble pursuit to try to figure out why. Could we be on the verge of another conflict. We will have a broad awareness of who they are, what they're doing, why they're doing it.
Now, Amelia, I want you to take a look at this video. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to play the entire thing here. And I'm doing this for a reason. Uh, it, there's no sound to this video that I, I believe it's all silent. But I want you to notice what happens in this interesting video. Um, and then we'll talk about it at the end of it, okay? Okay. Take a listen. This is Los Angeles, California, by the way. That's uh, over the Hollywood Hills. Did you see what just happened there? Yeah. What you just witnessed, if those of you that are watching this, what you just witnessed was the birth of a wormhole. It's called a wormhole. Yeah. You watched another dimension, another time, enter our universe. And what you're seeing right now in real time is the product of an interdimensional visit. You're watching it happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's watch it again from the beginning. Watch this. It comes out of nowhere. Okay, look, that little, that little streak in the sky, mm -hmm. what it's literally doing, it's cutting open the fabric of time. It, that's what it's doing. You understand that? Yes. If you don't, please say, say that you don't. Okay. But it also looks like it left a camp trail as well. No, not at all. Not at You're all. Missing, no, forget. No, just just watch. Just watch. It's right there. That's exactly. That's where it goes. Yeah, that's where it enters okay. our dimension. Whatever this is, is traveling at such a rate of speed. It's so fast and so hot. that uh, Watch what's happening inside the corona of this object. And it, the, the more it goes, the, the bigger, the, look at, you see how it's expanding? Mm -hmm. The bigger the circumference of this thing is getting. Look what's happening inside of it. Oh, wow. What you're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, are sonar waves. Probably the only time in your life you'll ever see sonar waves. Because generally they're invisible. But you're going to see exactly how far that has come. Wow. And that is downtown Los Angeles. And that thing continued for the better part of two hours. Okay? For the better part of two hours. And I want you to see what's come out of it. You see that bright light in the middle of that, that big corona? Yes. 
that thing is taking on a life of its own. It's actually spiraling. It's moving in, in a spiral uh, a circulation. Almost like a nebula. You see that? Mm-hmm. Look how huge that is. Wow. Anyone who wants to debate whether there are visitors from other planets, mm-hmm. you're watching it happen right now. By the way, just so you know, this video was recorded by KTLA Helicopter News. This is a news chopper that captured this. They're hovering over L.A. as this is happening. And that thing, that big bright light there, it's moving so fast. Look, And it, it looks like it's barely moving, but it's, mm-hmm. it's moving at such a speed. And you can tell by how far it's come in such a short period of time. Because it's almost now at the Pacific Ocean. Wow, look at that. Yeah. That is a white, hot, look at that. Look how far it's come. You see where it entered. Watch where it enters. That's where it entered. You see that? Yes. From It just popped out of nowhere. And there it goes. Okay, now you're seeing something flying out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting stuff. What do you think about that, Amelia? That I've never seen before. That is like blows my mind. Do you think that it would ever happen from our water, from our oceans? Well, um, there are, oh God, I wish I could, you know what? Let me show you something. Let me, I, I'm actually going to bring up a couple videos. Let me, while we're at it, I got two more I could show because we have a little time. We got, we got time for two more. Let's do this one first. Okay. Forward to the present. The Pentagon's UFO report may not be all it's cracked up to be because it was rushed, underfunded, undermanned, and frankly, decisions were made that were downright suspect. Last January, the guy who was in charge of the UAP task force, a very experienced guy, high ranking, was removed. He was supposedly randomly reassigned to another job right as they started the the job. Is that suspicious? It's highly suspicious. The task force had only six months to do its job, and in many ways it was set up for failure by being grossly understaffed. The two people remaining have lower security clearances so even if they could find say the air force files the hidden goodies they wouldn't have the clearance to receive it they had full-time jobs they were supposed to write this report in their spare time this is your side hustle write this report (laughs) yes kind of like that yeah i don't want to villainize the men and women who are putting this report together because i know them they're good people the problem is they haven't been given the resources the authority or the time to do the job that congress expects they're being set up for failure And so, once again, here we are, 
we're doing this this half-assed approach, excuse my language, on a topic that that is fundamentally one of the greatest national security issues that we're facing today. The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. They Okay. First thing he says out of his mouth, the military is releasing videos, okay, mm-hmm. that they say are real. Watch this. This is CNN. You wouldn't, years ago, you would never have seen a UFO report on a major network. Now it's commonplace. Finally, there's disclosure. Let's continue. They don't call them UFOs. They call them unidentified aerial phenomena. They, these, uh, the several videos they're talking about were recorded years ago by fighter pilots. Then in 2017, they were made public by the New York Times. More now from our Randy Kay. It's rotating. Images of that rotating thing captured by U.S. Navy aircraft. Sensors locking in on the target. Commander David Fravor saw it firsthand during a training mission, describing it like a 40-foot-long tic-tac, maneuvering rapidly and changing direction. As we both looked out the right side of our airplane, we saw a disturbance in the water and a white object oblong pointing north. The object was first sighted in 2004, then similar objects again in 2015. Footage of the sightings, declassified by the military, weren't made public until December 2017 by the New York Times and a group that researches UFOs. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. This was extremely abrupt, like a ping pong ball bouncing off a wall. The ability to hover over the water and then start a vertical climb from basically zero up towards about 12,000 feet. You asked about coming out of the water. Right. You're looking at one that just did. It went from the water to 12,000 feet up in six seconds. Six seconds? And then accelerate in less... Are you hearing what he's saying? Yeah. Two seconds and disappear is something I had never seen in my life. The Navy says it still doesn't know what the objects are, and officials aren't speculating. A Navy spokesman simply confirming to CNN the objects seen in the various clips are unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs. The UFO reports were first... That's the new terminology, like I was telling you guys earlier. Mm -hmm. It's not unidentified flying objects now, it's unidentified aerial phenomenon which I, believe it or not, I kind of like better, mm-hmm. even though I'm old school and I'm still going to say UFO. <laughs> but UAP makes a lot more sense. First investigated by a secret $22 million program, part of the Defense Department budget, that investigated reports of UFOs. The program has since been shut down, but it was run by a military intelligence official who told CNN they found compelling evidence that we, quote, may not be alone. Randy K, CNN, New York. Now, wow. for the government to acknowledge that is a mm-hmm. huge, huge step. Wow. To acknowledge that we may not be alone. Mm-hmm. Well, it fucking took you guys long enough. <laughs> right? What well, the I, hell? I just heard about the water ones. I was just surprised at six seconds. That's very speed. That's a lot yeah, of speed. Yeah, and disappeared, boom, that fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I just didn't know what the speed was. I I was curious about the speed, and that's why I had well to, to go from from in the water mm-hmm. to twelve thousand feet in the air in six yeah. seconds. Yeah, you would have to be going thousands thousands of miles an hour. Yeah, you blink and it's gone. Like, in, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in a millisecond, it, mm-hmm. it, because it's there and then boom. Yeah, you're going from here, mm-hmm. then you're looking like this. Yeah, that's you'll what... throw yourself, you know, dizzy that way. Yeah, I'd be like, whoa. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. You know, the, the, this Roswell case is not going away. No. Because Roswell, New Mexico, gave birth to the conspiracy theory. It gave birth to what's really out there. Mm-hmm. It gave us. More questions than answers, but that's good, though, because questions are a good thing. So when we do get the answers, we're much more appreciative of what we have. And I'd rather have I would rather ask the questions. You know, and investigate the answer, even if we don't get. You know, uh, a plausible answer, at least the answers we do give us. It, it gives us some place as a, a jumping off point to maybe ask another question and maybe get another tidbit of information right. or another another gem, another diamond in the rough. Right. You have to look at it that way. Right. Amelia, tell everybody what's coming up next week. Yes, absolutely. On let, Let's see. On the 13th, we're going to actually have... Uh, let's see. I'm looking in December. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say 13th. I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> the 15th, we're going to talk about chemtrails. The 13th is a Sunday. We're not doing nothing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's a part of our history, and I was so excited to do this uh, show about aliens and stuff like that, because to me, I wasn't born in that time, so that was exciting. And um, I just had you a lot of... You understood it anyway. I know. So that's, uh, I had a lot of questions. So tell everybody, November 15th, we're going chemtrails. to do a subject that's chemtrails. near and dear to my heart, chemtrails. And um, on the 17th. We're going to title of that show is called Toxic Skies. Toxic Skies. Great title. And we're going to talk about what's happening in the skies above us. That's what are they, they doing? Like. And why are they trying to poison everybody? <laughs> right? um, or... Or are they trying to poison everybody? Or, hmm. like a lot of people believe, are they spraying to protect us? From the and aliens? there is some... <laughs> no, you're laughing, but there's some real evidence. Mm-hmm. There's some real evidence to support that they are spraying to protect us. And there's a... Re- and I'll tell you what the... Again, I do my mm-hmm. research. Right. You know, Amelia doesn't do any research. She just sits here and looks pretty. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I do all the I do all the research. Okay. She just sits here and she smiles and everybody likes her. Okay. So that's why but Amelia's here. I heard there's rumors that they are trying to protect us from the aliens with the chemtrails. Um if you if you heard that one, then you need to give me the data <laughs> on that. And I want to know who the hell you heard that from. Because uh, I'm not not even close no. to heard that one, kiddo. <laughs> so I want to know where the hell that came from for real. Because it did not come from any of my information. <laughs> Who the hell told you that? 
No, I th it was a rumor. I heard, but I'll have to find it for you. A but... rumor? Well, come from where? Find not... out where. Okay, I definitely Because I want to know. Okay. So, we are and... doing chemtrails, and then we're doing uh, um, the 17th, terms? the aftermath of, I got this, Amelia. Okay. The aftermath of Jonestown. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to some very, very interesting territory on November 22nd. Mm-hmm. We are going to re-examine the John F. Kennedy assassination on the anniversary of President Kennedy's death. And on the uh, 29th mm -hmm. of uh, November, we are going to revisit 9-11. Yes. And why are we going to revisit 9-11 in November? Well, we have a piece of video that has surfaced that I have a hard copy of and um, I can't tell anybody where we got it uh, unless the, the government asked me, I will tell them. I've, I will never lie to the government. Um, if they want to know, I will tell them. But we have a piece of video that has been uh, hidden for a long time. And you're going to see this video. I will show it. If I get in trouble for it, I'll deal with it then. But it's a very, it's a very sensitive video clip. That's all I will say about it. Um, we will have probably in the year 2023, Amelia and I are probably going to do about a six-part, maybe an eight-part series on 9-11. Yes. We're probably going to take two full months to do it. And probably it looks like what we're going to do is extend each subject to about two months. Mm -hmm. For example, believe it or not, we just did a show on Marilyn Monroe. Right after that show, don't you know that I got more information from people that now I have to do another show because mm -hmm. I've got information that was that we didn't have in the previous show. No. So now I got to do it all over again. Yes. And <laughs> those of you who asked, did Marilyn Monroe have her mole removed? The answer is no. Categorically, absolutely, definitively, no. She did not. And we will prove it because I have the documents from her doctor's office, by the way. Um, we have some really good sources on this show. I will tell no one who my sources are ever. Um. I will only tell you that Amelia's job is to sit there and look pretty. That's it. <laughs> and to, to get people to tune in. Right. They're not going to tune in to look at my face. Let's and, put it that way. And act dumb sometimes. <laughs> no, act dumb. It's not an act, folks. Trust me when I tell you. It's not an act. Well, She's not an act. No, I ask a lot of dumb questions. But, hey, I learned. Now, I know it's not an act because I know her husband. <laughs> He's a good guy. Good guy. 
tell everybody it's at youtube.com forward, forward slash. slash. At- <laughs> oh, you screwed that up today, too. She said, Hey, I was in the middle of doing yeah, let a me live give everybody promo. a heads up. Let me tell them what you did, okay? Because could let me just gloat, okay? But I, I did it first. So, time Amelia, promo. Uh, Amelia okay. cut a, a promo commercial today, first all right? time. Her first, I'll give her credit, her first one, she cut a promo today, a good promo. Uh-huh. Then at the end of it, she says, watch us on our YouTube channel at Wrestling With The Future at What's The Buzz Popcast. Well, first of all, that's not our YouTube channel. No, but I, you got to give me credit because what was happening was we had a bad storm here, a tropical storm again. You're going to blame the weather again? Well, we were getting pizza ordered from our CEO. And here comes the person, and she's I was gonna, like, "She's blaming it on the weather and pizza." Yeah, well, you know what? I was trying to say two things at the same time, but hey, I got to give you're you credit. You're trying to dig yourself out of a hole you dug to get yourself into you here. You know what? I was doing it from working from my hip. <laughs> These All right, let nice me tell you what's going on. Take the night off. Let me d- just help people real quick. <laughs> it's YouTube.com forward slash <laughs> at What's the Buzz Podcast. And oh, you yeah, can yeah. email us at the show at What's the Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's not podcast. Popcast. It's popcast. We are the country's only popcast. And we have the copyright to prove it. And if anybody wants to know, mm-hmm. I will send you a copy of our copyright agreement. I have it right here. Mm-hmm. Now, let me put that away so I don't lose it. And there we go, folks. I got the station over here and all my stuff. Okay. Now, um, again, what's the buzz podcast at gmail.com, youtube.com forward slash at what's the buzz podcast. But what's the buzz podcast? So you got me doing it now. Okay. <laughs> Been hanging around you too long. Holy but, shit. But oh anybody that's in the Georgia area, the panhandle, please be careful because I know the storm is headed your way. So please be careful. I'm going to have another slice of pizza when I get off of here because you're killing well, me. I had pizza already. And thank you to our That CEO was dinner tonight. Dinner was pizza tonight, and it was mm. delicious. Um on behalf of Charlie Thunderfoot Norris who had the butt out early tonight on behalf of Melissa, the Arctic wolf black, who is uh, in Alaska, nursing a fever. Get well, kiddo. Get well. For Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. I am the mad dog, Angelo DeCipio saying until next week, be kind, be good and take care. Yeah. See you next time. Bye-bye.